When Jesus stepped down from heaven to live among us, he taught us an important lesson. He taught us that if we are to love and serve, as he has called us to do, we must enter into the stories of the people we seek to love. Filled with empathy, we now walk in love as Christ has loved us. With this idea in mind, this month on the Grace Church Podcast, we have been engaging in conversations with people in our community who each have unique perspectives on the issues of race, culture, and the American experience. And now, I welcome you to the final episode of Race and Story. Hi, this is Father Jonathan, and again, we're uh, coming to you with our Race and Story podcast series. And today I have with me uh, three folks to talk about their journey in their race and story. So I have Rebecca Lytle. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, how are you? Glad you're here. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you. Alex Ford. Hey, Jonathan, how you doing? (laughs) I'm good, Alex. Thanks. And Kyle Sammons. Thank you for having me. That's good. I'm glad you guys are here. So as I told you before we started, uh, really this whole series is about just telling your story and how your ethnicity has impacted you um, and how you experience your ethnicity in Ocala, but also in, just in your, in your real world. So, Rebecca, let's start with you. How do you um, ethnically identify? Well, <laughs> I, I kind of almost feel like I'm more American, or so I've been told. Right. But um, I'm actually full-blooded Hispanic. Okay. Um, so, so by American, you yeah. mean... Well, Caucasian? I what guess so, yeah. Because full-blooded Hispanics can be American, too. I guess so, yeah. But um, I just feel like I um, fit in more with American people. Um, white people. White people, yeah. Okay. What are, what do you, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because brown people can be American, too. I guess so. I hope so, because there's Alex right there. <laughs> he's, he's brown. <laughs> if we're wrong here, we're in trouble. Alex, so you're no, yeah. from the U- Soviet Union. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're Russian. Uh, all right. So, well, first of all, let me ask you, Rebecca, how old are you? I am 26. You're 26. Okay. And you are a Latina. Yes. Fair. Full-blooded. Okay. Full-blooded. But you, um, your skin color, do people know that you're a Latina? Absolutely not. Not at all. <laughs> they, they don't even guess. Um, in my morning job, I work at Panera's in the mornings. Um, sometimes we'll have some Hispanic people walk in and then um, they'll be you know, discussing amongst themselves in Spanish, like, oh, you know, what they want. And then, you know, I'll just smile and see if they can speak English. And if they seem to be having trouble, then I'll start talking to them in Spanish. And then their reaction is always the same, like, oh, Gloria a Dios, you know, like she knows Spanish, which means like, praise God, like somebody can talk to me in my language. Um, so, yeah, they, they never guess, but they're always happy to find so out that I can talk to them. how it felt for you to be uh, almost like an, an undercover Latina? Um, it's kind of nice <laughs> because I can choose to be Hispanic if I want to and okay. not be if I don't want to. So very bicultural. Um, yeah, like I you guess can have so. Both cultures, if you wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if I want to talk to someone in Spanish because their conversation sounded interesting, I can. And if I just, I'm like, oh, I'm busy. I don't want to like. Okay. Because Hispanic people tend to be really friendly. So if they find out you're Hispanic as well, then they like want to ask where you're from and where your parents are from and okay. like. All the specs. So, like, <laughs> like, specs, every, everything like about your life. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. So, it's it's nice. Like, I don't know, just... And you're married and you have two kids, right? Yes. Okay. So, did your husband, when you guys were dating, did he know you were Hispanic? Or how long did it take for him to figure it out? Um, I think that's actually one of the first things okay. that came up. It came up quickly. I'm, I met him when I was 13. Oh, um, And okay. he was 15, so we kind of grew up together. Okay. So... 
yeah, it never really was like a big deal. He was um he was he was a military brat, so he was kind of used to all kinds of cultures and all that. So it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um but the church we went to definitely they were all white people, really southern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did stick out a little bit there, but um How so? Well, because we're the only Hispanic family that went to that church. So he's Hispanic too? No, he's not. Um, but your kids are? What do you mean when you say we are the only? Oh, your family. My you, family. Oh, I see. I see. Family. I see. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm no, no, no. It's my family. Um, yeah. My Hispanic family. So, okay. What so. was it like then for you to be the only Hispanic family in the church? Um, it was different for sure. I think a lot of times the people didn't understand the culture because we tend to be a little bit more loud, okay. at least as as a whole, um, more flamboyant, more uh, friendly, I guess. Um, and these people, they were more laid back and calm and just like quiet and stuff. Like I don't know. It was just totally different. Okay. So I think sometimes it felt a little bit like they saw us kind of silently judging us a little bit, like, oh, they're just trying to get attention or something. For being loud. Um, yeah, for really? just a little bit. Okay. Um, but it wasn't that bad. They were generally pretty pretty chill about okay. it. Although some of them didn't want us speaking Spanish around them because they didn't understand. So it it really varied who You just told them, we're just speaking in tongues. <laughs> I know, right? And then fine. <laughs> then they, what can they say? <laughs> they can't say anything. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But yeah, for the most part, they're they're pretty chill about it. But okay. sometimes, like if we went to somebody's home, they didn't want us um, talking Spanish in front of them. Yeah, it was wow, it was a little weird. That's a bummer. I mean, that was almost like putting your culture on the back burner. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, something you had to get used to. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay. Alex, let me pick on you. Uh, Alex, how old are you? I am nineteen. You're nineteen. Okay. And what is your ethnic identity? Uh, I'm kind of all over the board on this one. Okay. Uh, So my dad is half Vietnamese, half black, and then my mother is half white, half black. So I'm kind of like a so you're half black, but from two other other half other ways. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yes. All right, I like it. Yeah. Okay, so how often do you get asked, "Hey, what are you?" All the time. Yeah, I kind of people always though they're never like you know straight out, "What are you?" But then they'll kind of ask like, "Oh, are you?" Are you Spanish? Like, do you speak Spanish? I have a lot of people come up to me, the exact opposite of Rebecca. They'll ask me if I speak Spanish, and then i got to throw out a lot of no hablos at them. Um, okay. But, uh, because why do they ask if you speak Spanish? I, people believe I look Hispanic, and okay. then I get a lot of Pacific Islander, Hawaiian. You do, you do look uh, Pacific Rim, yeah. All I over. can totally see it. Polynesian, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dance, right? yeah. Samoan. Yeah. Samoan? You're not nearly big enough. Samoans are big boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all over the place. Okay, so... So, but you have none of that in your background. You have Vietnamese, uh, half African American. Yes, is that right? Not yep. like not Caribbean or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, no, yeah, African American. Okay, yeah, half African American, yeah, and yeah. then a quarter Caucasian. Yes, and then okay. So, what's that been like for you growing up? I mean, how long have you been in Ocala? I've been in Ocala pretty much my whole life. Okay, so, so you grew up here. Yeah. So, as a undercover, not Hispanic guy, <laughs> uh, what's it been like for you? Um. I would say I've been very fortunate to have it pretty, you know, pretty easy. Like, I don't think my race has ever played a role in anything that I've done. Um, I don't think people have ever really, like, treated me differently because of my race. But it's always kind of in my mind, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, what, what will these people think when they find out, you know, I'm, I'm this and that and stuff like that. But I would say physically 
it's never truly affected me or my relationships or anything like that. How has it caused you to identify with uh, other uh, ethnicities here in town? So like when you see black folks, do you feel like, hey, those are, that's me because I'm half of that. Yeah. Or you see Vietnamese things and you think, oh, that's half, I'm a quarter of that. I mean, have you caused, caused you to identify with any of that or just sort of not feel at home in any of those places or what? I always kind of like to throw it out there because the circles I've kind of always run in are like, I kind of generally hang out with like the white kids in class okay. or whatever. Um, but I like to just kind of throw it out there like, oh, those are my people and stuff like that. But I've but you I've have never, a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So like when, whenever we see like, oh, those are my people, I can relate with them. You know? <laughs> um, but no, I've, I've never... Uh, I've never truly like looked at it as a sense like I am Vietnamese or I am black or I am white, you know. So I've always, you know. So when of, you meet other uh, multi ethnic kids yeah. like yourself, yeah, do you feel like ah they understand me? Um, yeah, in in a way, but again, like I said, like I've never I've never had those like trials and tribulations as a mixed kid Good. or like Good. a minority. So like I don't I myself don't even really know what there is to understand about it. I've had it relatively, I've been pretty lucky as far as the people I've met, you know? Okay. Does that make sense? So like Rebecca's stories of like, you know, people not wanting her family to speak Spanish around that, you yes. haven't had anything like that. I've, like, I've never really felt like I need to kind of hide who I am as a, as a minority, nice. you know? So, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So Kyle, let me pull you in here. Uh, Kyle, how old are you? I'm 20. 20. All right, great. And what's your ethnicity? Um, when I'm asked this question, uh, I always say that I'm South Korean, um, just because like, like I know what they're asking. Because you hate North Koreans? Is that? <laughs> well, my my mom is from South Korea. She's from Seoul, South Korea. My dad, um, he's full white. Um, but when I'm asked this question, I, um, it's this is the way I interpret it. It's it's pretty much a person saying like, why do you look different, or like, mm. why don't you look like a white male? Okay. So like. Honestly, I I, uh, I view myself as, as as white. Like, if I had the chance, I guess I usually I don't have the chance to explain myself. So, you know, if it's just, someone will ask me like, "What's your ethnicity?" I, I just go with Korean because I, I know what they're asking. Um, but if I had the opportunity to explain myself, um, I I would identify myself as a white male. Um, I know I look more Asian than than um, white, but I I grew up um, with a lot of white faces. I guess you could say. Because um, my mom came from Seoul, South Korea to America, um, she didn't bring any family with her. So, uh, yeah, mostly we I hung out with um, with white kids. It's just kind of like so culturally. Yeah, culturally. Culturally, you identify with white culture. Yeah, is that true for all y'all? I see lots of nodding ahead here. Like Alex, you're saying the same thing. Yeah, I would. I, would I don't mean to cut it. you off, Kyle, but I mean like you're nodding, Rebecca. Yeah, you can say totally. It. So all of you identify as being a part of a of a culturally white world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Is that what you say Ocala is? Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a culturally white place. Is it, but you have not, Rebecca, well, Kyle, I'm curious. Have you found anything unfriendly like Rebecca, but not like Alex? When I was young, I did. Okay. I mean, growing up, well, like going to middle school and high school, I've been called things like gook and chink and stuff like that from other kids. But like, I mean, when you get older, you kind of realize that like, I mean, they're, they're kids. So, did, I mean. Like, what grade were you in? Um... Seventh, seventh, okay. eighth, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Middle school's middle school's rough, rough. Yeah. <laughs> for anybody. For a lot of that, people. Yeah. So, so when that happened to you, 
did you make did it make you think oh that's Ocala that's white people that's that's one stupid kid that I want to beat the crud out of what did it make you think um, there's a lot of things it could so I'm just curious like how you process well that. first I was like, I was like what, these kids, what are these kids talking about and then I was <laughs> like oh wait <laughs> that's right I look really Asian and then well I, I'm half Asian but I, I look more Asian than that um, I never let it affect me though I never like let it visibly like get get to me like that I knew that that's kind of like what they wanted. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I like to think that I like, I was like pretty smart. So I kind of knew that like, um, that, that wasn't true. You know, like I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, like me being Asian is this is like a bad thing. Okay. Um, so I know I don't have much Korean culture, but I'm still like proud that I am half Asian and it, it does give me some, there are benefits to it. Like what? <laughs> like, I mean, when I, I mean, I go to the university of Florida and you know, when you're in college, you kind of, like, uh, learn to, like, do interviews or apply to stuff, and, like, um, you kind of feel that um, sometimes organizations will try to, like, push diversity, so, like, you know that you have, like, an advantage being um, looking Asian, um, and I'll tell you something interesting. Um, I got into this organization called Young Leaders Conference at the University of Florida, and the whole thing is that we lead uh, high school kids for like a weekend. It's a conference, but it's um it's primarily Greek. And the thing about Greek life at the University of Florida is that it's primarily um just white men and white men and women. So um I'm the um there are two Asian guys in my fraternity and one black guy out of two hundred white guys. Wow. Um, so if you can kind of think about like this organization, while see it's a great organization, but diversity kind of lacks here. Um, and so we had this. We have this exercise where we'll um, there will be these different posters on the wall, and it'll be things like race, gender, socioeconomic class, ethnicity, religion, and different things like that. And the whole exercise is like the last question is like, which do you feel most privileged to be a part of or least privileged? Um, and then w- one of them was um, which do you feel l- like least comfortable about? And so I was the only one that picked the n- ethnicity. Because for me, it's hard to explain my story in, in just, like, a sentence. Because, like, I mean, they're asking me, why, why don't you look like a white person? Why are you different? And for me, that's just weird because, like, I'm probably just as much or even more white than you are okay. um, just growing up. So well, That's even true when I asked you to be a part of this podcast. When I texted you, I said, yeah. hey, I'd like to be a part of this podcast. And you're like, Why? because <laughs> you have a different ethnicity and you're like yeah but I think like a white guy and I was like that's not what I'm asking <laughs> so was, yeah. that, was, was that that uncomfortableness that you're talking about yeah um, yeah people I don't know I guess I've, it's just been like this weird thing in my life where like um, I mean I, like I said I'm proud to be Asian um, I think it's it's good to be different and unique and I feel like that's it's a part of me um, but often people get the wrong d- idea about me and my upbringing, and they expect me to like speak Korean. They usually ask me if I speak that, um, and I don't. Um, yeah, so okay. So Alex, so wait, you're so in your um, Kyle. One more question here: in your ethnic experience, uh, it was bad in middle school, but then mm-hmm. it, it got okay, and you found it to be advantageous for you. Because well-meaning white people want you to be a part of their group, and so you've capitalized on that. Is that fair? Yes. Is yes. that about right? <laughs> if I can use it to my advantage, you're going to. Yeah, my mom used to always say, like, in my, my application, she'd want me to put um, put 
Asian because okay. you know how the last few year race. Yeah, she thinks it'll help me. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm gonna be applying to PA school soon, and um, actually there are more Asians in a lot of the PA schools that I'm looking at than than white people. So um, Asians are kind of looking like the majority. And they're gonna run this, run the table. Yeah. Is that is that true for you, Alex? Have you found like that there's been an, an advantage in some ways that you could capitalize on in your ethnicity? Um, I mean, you, you hear about it, like you, you hear about, uh, people saying like, oh, you know, absolutely. Like if you, if you've got similar scores on, on tests for as far as like college applications and right, stuff, then right. absolutely like you're, you've got a better chance because you're, you know, you're half black or you're half Asian or whatever right. it might be. Um, so I mean, I'm, a, I'm aware of it personally, like my, my college application process was like none because okay. <laughs> I'm going to CF okay. here in town. So like I, you, how do you feel about using it? Like if you were to be able to use your ethnicity yeah. as an advantage, does that bother you or does it make you feel like, yeah, I want to do that? Um, I absolutely, I don't see an issue with that okay. at all. Like I, I absolutely think like there, why not? I mean, if I am that, then why not, you okay. know, make that known to people. And if that's going to help me get a position sure, somewhere, sure, sure. you know, why not? Now, Kyle's talking here also about, like, you know, these well-meaning white folks, they want other faces present. And so almost using, like, the, well, I'll be the token because you need a token guy. Uh-huh. How would you feel about that? I, just, I mean, I feel like it shouldn't be looked at as, hey, he's just here because he's the token. Right. But, I mean, if that's, like, sometimes that's the world you live in, you know, and mm. if, if that's what it takes, you know, like, then wow. absolutely. But I, I don't... I don't feel like that's necessarily the right view to have of it. Okay. You know, like I, I believe that um, you know some people are off at a disadvantage, and then if it were up to some people, certain ethnicities or cultures wouldn't be in. You know what I'm saying? Like wouldn't have a position. Okay. Right. Um, so I think that yeah, there does need to be some kinds of regulations to allow that. But overall, to level the playing field now. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But in a perfect world everybody would have an equal shot and we wouldn't be seen as, oh, he's the black guy, so put him here. And, you know, now he's got a, a higher opportunity. Okay. Rebecca, have you ever felt or wanted to use the advantage of being uh, a Latina? Um, not really. Um, I, for me, it's just the truth. Like, I am 100% Hispanic. So if people ask me, it's like, oh, yeah, I am. Like, okay. no reason to hide it. But have you ever wanted to use it though? To use it, like, like well, like on these college applications or in a group, or you know, your ethnicity could bring you advantage, or like if you apply for a job and you're like, oh, and by the way, I'm bilingual and bicultural. I actually didn't even mention it to the last to, okay. to the last job I applied for, so um, I don't. I guess I don't. No, not okay. really. Okay, interesting. It's just kind of like a side thought. Sometimes I'll remember, like, oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> I speak Spanish. Okay, it's just so normal to me, like. Are you teaching your kids Spanish? Absolutely. Ah, yes. all right. So it's important enough to you yeah, that sure. they know it. For sure. But, and they know um, that they're half Hispanic? They're still too little to understand, That's I think, because yeah. they're, yeah, four and two. But um, but my daughter, she really loves Spanish, and she tries to copy everything I say. So. That's awesome. But, yeah, maybe when they're older, they'll understand. But <laughs> Okay, so I was before we started, I was letting you guys know some of the things I wanted to talk about, and... There is a perception among certainly older, um, maybe Caucasians, but uh, that's probably fair, that your generation, millennials, are much more racially tolerant, though we've already heard a couple stories, Kyle, yours being the, the better one, that they're not. Um, 
do you guys do you guys feel like your generation, the millennials, are embracing not diversity because I, I don't know what that word means all the time, but embracing multi ethnicity uh, in, in such a way that you would even be like uh, I don't know who you're dating. What you dated, Rebecca? You're married to a Caucasian guy. And Kyle, you're dating my daughter, who's Caucasian, so I know that. What we think about that. So, Alex, who are you dating? Uh, my uh, girlfriend. I her name, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. what what she's, is she? She's white as well. She's white as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, did any of that go into your factoring when you were thinking about dating somebody, or or your friends, like what your friends would think about who you're dating, or Rebecca married? He's actually what is he? He's like half Italian, French Canadian, and then. Like two other things, okay. like English and Scottish. So he's actually not really just white. Caucasian, right? No, that's white. right. Yeah, that's a great point. And I he mean, actually looks people, more. White Italian. people aren't just white, and they often don't think about it. Yeah, because they don't have but to. actually, yeah. he looks more Hispanic than I do. No kidding. And everybody always thinks he's the one that speaks Spanish. Okay. Um. So yeah, I didn't. I guess I don't really think about that. It's not okay. Something so it I, didn't even come up to you. Okay. How about no. you guys? Did it come up? Like, who to date? what that could mean for you. I mean, because, you, again, you've all said that culturally you swim in the the world of Caucasian culture here in Ocala. Okay, yeah. I get that. That's yeah. what I would expect, actually. Mm-hmm. But who you date, um, Alex in the room, you're the darkest person for sure. Uh, <laughs> was it a problem for you to, like, in your mind, like, oh, man, I want to date a white girl. That's a problem. Or you were like, oh, I don't care. I like her. And that, that girl over there, I'm dating yeah. her. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's never truly like stopped me, I guess, from forming a relationship with somebody. So, uh, like my grandparents, my on my mom's side. So, my grandmother on my mom's side is white, and then uh, her dad is black, okay. right? So, obviously, they were together um, early, early sixties. When wait, wait, wait! Not my her dad. Your grandparents are white and black. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and they were together in the early sixties, and obviously, that's a time Ooh. when. You know, that's not... That's crazy. That was frowned upon a little. So the two of them have a great relationship, but uh, my grandmother, who is white, her parents were not okay with this whatsoever, right? So, I mean, everything's cool now, and, like, I'm really close with my great-grandparents now, but um, it's it's definitely... It's in the back of my mind whenever I date a girl and, like, oh, hey, this is going really well. Like, oh, I'm going over to your house for dinner. Never met your parents, you know. Maybe do you ask her, like, hey, by the way, do they know that I I've, don't look like you? I've never brought it up because, um, like I've said, I've never run into people that have treated me differently because of the way I look. Sure. So I don't want to just put that out there. I don't want to bring that up, okay. you know. Um, but Would it's you... definitely a thought, like, what if, you know, what if they haven't seen a picture of me or whatever and they're not 100% okay with this when I walk through the door? It's definitely a little nerve-wracking before. So you're thinking about it. Yeah, oh, it's would always, you, yeah. Would you say your peers are thinking about it? Um, I get that you're thinking about it because it's who you are. Yeah. You look in the mirror, you yeah. experience you. I get that. But how about your peers? Do they think about it, you think? Uh, I think so. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. That's, no, that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, how about you, Kyle? What, um, what would be your experience there? Yeah. Well, for some reason, my friends always think that I should be attracted to Asian girls. So I'd be like, oh, look, there's like a cute Asian girl, <laughs> Kyle. Like, we, we found one. <laughs> And I'm always like, I'm like, guys, like, thank you for looking out for me. But, like, I mean, like, I'm not really attracted to Asian women. I mean, like, I think they're beautiful, but, like, that's not something that I'm, like, looking for. Okay. Um, 
And I think my mom likes the, that fact for some reason. She, like, wants to be the only Korean woman in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, she's made that no clear. competition. All right. All yeah, right. but my, my parents actually broke that barrier before before I could ever, like, let me before me. Because right. my dad, my dad's side of the family, they're from West Virginia. Mm. They're very, um, I, don't, I don't want to say they're, they're racist, but they're very conscious of race. Okay. Um, my mom is from, like I said, South Korea, and she's, she's like, pure, like, full-blooded Korean, and they take, like, a lot of pride in that. I sure do. So when my parents got married, that, like, uh, like, no one from either family attended the wedding. Wow. So, like, it was, like, um, it was a big deal, because, like, none of them kind of wanted, the, wanted it to happen. My, my, um, Halmany, my grandma from my Korean side, did not want, my mom, she wanted my mom to marry a Korean man and stay in Korea. And kind of continue that heritage because in the Korean culture, it's uh, you know the the when you get married, you're still supposed to take care of your grandma, and it's it's a full house full of like uncles, aunts, and that's just usually how it is. So when my mom when she left for America, that was kind of uh, that was kind of a big deal. And same with my my dad. None of my dad's family flew out because they got married in Korea. Wow. So none of them could they didn't want to fly out and be there for um. So I I know it took a while for I know it took a while for my um my dad's side to kind of like come to terms with it, but um growing up I never like I was I, I never like was looked at weird by my own family. What if you were wanted to date like um, okay so I know you're you're interested in dating Caucasians because you are you didn't interested in, in dating an Asian woman. What if you were to date a black woman? What would your mom think of that? Um, she, I mean, she wouldn't, she wouldn't, yeah, that would, uh, yeah, I mean, just being honest, that wouldn't go down well with either of my parents. Um, yeah. So I'm, there's still, even in your context, there's still a prioritization of particular ethnicities over others. Yes. And in your family background, black just off the table. Yes. Wow. It's the same for mine. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my parents would have like... They would have flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody like Alex, who is half black, but maybe doesn't look like it, what if you'd brought him home? Would that have been a problem for you, Rebecca? No, because he looks Hispanic. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but isn't this part of the thing about multi-ethnicity? Like you don't know, once you start mixing the genetics, you don't know what's going to come out or how it's going to look or what it's going to be like. And so you're like, yeah, I mean, at, at some point, you're like, who's what anymore? That doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter in that they're multi-ethnic, but we're obviously not gray. You become just different parts of those ethnicities. Do you think that's an advantage? Like, is that a good thing? Is what I mean. Not an advantage. That's the wrong word. Is it a good thing in your opinion? Like, what if there are more and more multi-ethnic marriages or multi-ethnic relationships in our country? Would that be good? I think the more it happens, the more we get used to it as a culture. Okay, that's true. Um... Yeah, because back in the 60s, it didn't happen very Agreed. often. Right, so, right. Obviously, it was a problem, but it's happening like, more and more. Like, what if your daughter so. brings home a black guy? I don't know. <laughs> I have not thought that far. I, I know. She's too. I know. It's far, many years away. But I I'm don't just saying, know. like, that's a really, these are significant questions that your generation is going to get to answer. Uh, our, my generation was sort of the first that said, yeah, it's all cool. And then we started dating. We're like, it's not that cool. This is hard because there's, there's still a lot of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I think there are yeah, less sure. stereotypes now, but they, you're clearly telling me they still exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it would depend on the guy. Like, of even course. at work, like, there's this one guy that he's he's half black or something like that or one quarter black, and he considers himself black, even right. though he doesn't really look that black. He's whiter than Alex, you know? Yeah. So, and 
um, he was asking me, like, oh, well, what do you think? Something about his race. I'm like, dude, like, that's not really what matters. Like, who are you as a person? Mm. So, I mean, I guess if is that the, in 20 years my daughter wants to marry a black person, I guess I'd have to see who he was as a person. I, it wouldn't right. be so much the... Well, that, and that's color. really the question. I mean, so, Kyle, you're saying that your folks were, would, would not be kosher with that, and, and, Re- and Rebecca, you're saying the same thing. So for them, race still is an issue. Oh, yeah. Less so for your generation, and you think for your kids... Like, not even going to be a problem. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, my parents, I think my parents are wrong in that they, um, they, they look at race as like a very, uh, a defining, I guess, a defining factor. Um, but I don't know, going, after going to college, I, I took like a sociology class and I kind of, I learned that, um, it's more of a culture, a cultural thing than a race thing. Um, I think culture is like very important into like who you're going to become or, you know, especially how you're raised, um, and I, I don't think race has, like, I don't think race factors in into, like, the, the person you become. I, th- I think that people, my mom definitely believes that. She thinks if, like... It does factor in. Yeah, so, like, if she, she'll look at a black person and automatic, and, and judge them and, and come up with her own stereotypes and judgments in her own head. But um, I think it's important to realize that we all have different upbringings and... Um, we all have different cultures, and we might not know like what those are. So you said that being South Korean or Korean is very important to you. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be important for you and your kids? Like when you have a son, you can be like, "Hey, man, you're South Korean. Like, own it." Yeah, I, I, I actually, um, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this, and I, I do, I do want my future kids to um, know where they're from or where they're. Um, ancestors are from um so I, I do want my kids to be proud of of their heritage um but the thing is i'm not very i don't know much korean culture so that's something i have to work on okay. um, so you have to learn it with them yes yeah exactly okay. how do you do that alex i mean you have a lot of cultures going on with you man what are you going to do when it comes to your kids um well, I mean, I, I'm I mean, really, I know you're 19, so I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to crush you here. I'm like, yeah. and I'm sure you figured all this stuff out. Please <laughs> yeah. don't feel that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. I mean, have you thought about that? Like, what do you want your kids to identify as? Um, well, I would certainly hope that they would feel comfortable enough, and the people around them would feel comfortable enough to facilitate a feeling of like, I can be whatever. Like, I don't okay. have to put myself in this Asian category or I don't have to put myself in the black category. You know what I'm saying? Like I would hope that society and then even if not them as individuals would feel comfortable enough to be as whatever. But I I definitely, like Kyle was saying, like I need to kind of delve a little bit deeper into my culture as, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I know enough now about either side, you know. How about Um, Rebecca, you, I mean, with your culture, with your parents, both being, um, f- fully Hispanic is that something that you want to give to your kids I want to give you the Hispanic heritage you're giving them the language well yeah so absolutely you I think, them, like, especially nowadays is, is your dad yeah. Cuban no it's your, my mom my mom's Cuban, Cuban. So and I, then, you're gonna, hey we're going to the motherland we're going to Cuba I've never really had much of a desire to like visit um, where Cuba your from? or any no okay. not really um, so how would you teach your kids about your culture then about my culture, just I mean, you have the, other you have the than language the language, thing, which is huge. That's enormous. Uh, well, I, they, I can tell with my daughter already. She has the personality, a little bit of that Spanish Spitfire in there. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, but other than that, other than language, I don't know. Like maybe 
I do cook Spanish food for them, okay. so they do get some now, of food, that. Food and language are the two biggest. Yeah, so. That's the biggest ways yeah. to encounter culture. So Kai, you should learn Korean. And Alex, Vietnamese? Is yeah. that where we're going with this? I need to study up on my Vietnamese. All my right. dad actually this <laughs> summer just went to uh, Vietnam for the first time. On purpose? So. I mean, like, because he wanted to go see where yeah, he's yeah. from. Yeah, him and my grandmother, um, they all they all went. Wow. Uh, my grandmother left. She actually, she's been here in the United States longer than she was there. She left when she was like 19 or 20. Wow. Um, but they all went back. She's gone back several times, but they all went back together. He's never been. And uh, he was just, you know, it was a phenomenal experience. Did he, it make him feel more Vietnamese? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's always fully embraced the because, okay. uh, you know, he he loves he loves to eat and like the Vietnamese food. That's his that's his thing, <laughs> his right? Thing. So he's always embraced the Vietnamese culture. But um, absolutely, like he he's met family he's never met before, and it's it's a, it's very visible the difference in the culture, um, and it just kind of makes you one appreciate what we have here, and then two. You know, you you understand the world a little bit better, so it's also where you're from. Being there, yeah, exactly. Roots that's his, are there. That's his, yeah. Like exactly. it or not, those are your roots. Exactly. So it was that was a cool experience, and I'd really like to do that sometime soon here. So that'd be awesome. So okay, we didn't really quite answer the question, but maybe it's not answerable. Do you think that the next, like your generation and going forward, ethnicity will be less of an issue? I think so. You do. Yeah. Like, it won't be as much of a, like, it just is what it is. Well, because everyone's going to start looking like each other, like, just a blend <laughs> of people. I don't know. I mean, I wonder that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's curious. I, I'm I'm really curious. I do hear you saying that the, the, the boundaries or the stereotypes that have historically been between ethnicities is breaking down even more so in your in your experiences. Oh, definitely. Um, so I wonder what the next generation will know and how they'll think about it, whether there'll be pride I would love to say, Kyle, that there'll be fewer and fewer kids who are like, this is the part of me I don't want to have. I think I would love for everyone. I mean, Alex, I would love for you to identify with all of your, like, I'm all of these things. Yeah. And you have to yeah. deal with it. Like, yeah. just take it. Yeah. That's what I am. <laughs> and like, and not make you choose. Like, no, you have to be black because you're mostly black. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You can be all of it. Mm-hmm. I think that, that there's an advantage of that. Actually, I, I think that actually even reflects the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I think heaven says we can all be who we are any way we want to be. Mm-hmm. Cool, guys. I appreciate your time and giving your perspective. Very helpful. Sure. Very useful in this story. Yeah, it's been Thanks. good having you. Um, if you have some comments or some questions about this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at jonathandfrench at gmail.com. We'd love for you to share this podcast with your community as well. So if you wouldn't mind posting it on your social media and get that word out, that'd be awesome. And uh, don't forget to subscribe so that you can be the first to hear our content. Guys, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you soon. Hey, this is Josh, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation today. We know that the Holy Spirit is moving in our community in a powerful way, and we hope you'll share this message with your community. If you'd like to be involved in any of the wonderful things going on in our campus here in Ocala, you can learn more about us at graceocala.org. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Well, We'll see you on the next Grace Church podcast. Go in peace.